Hello, hello, <laughs> and welcome to this week's episode of the Imagine Movie Podcast, a podcast where we watch a movie uh, and then we talk about it. My name's David, and um, I don't have anything funny to say because there was nothing funny in this movie. <laughs> wow, bringing the energy. <laughs> Woo! Uh, I want to. I want to. I want to set expectations. Schindler's because... List. Would it have killed you to crack a joke? <laughs> <laughs> my That's not Sam... putting this movie up there with Schindler's List. Maybe. Yeah, it's not you in know? the same category. Oh, so you overreach, Ross. You're... Anyway, my name is Sam, and uh, ah, my favourite war, World War Oscar bait. <laughs> and I'm Ross. I thought I had Sam with the aeroplane bit, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs> Two bait bits. Interesting. So this week, to my great uh, disappointment and um, boredom, uh, we watched the 2014 film Unbroken. Um, <laughs> and, and there's always that's all that exists. Can I? Can I? Can I get my Davis run out here? So uh, I, I feel like I know which way the wind is blowing on this one. <laughs> So let me just say, because I remember te- because uh, as as you guys might might agree, with my picks recently, prior to Unbroken, I was on a bit of a hot streak. Color of Money, that other movie you guys liked, can't remember what it was, <laughs> but there two. was two. There was two. I remember what, 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 two, what, two what that I forgot one of. <laughs> it was the what drumming movie. It was the drumming movie. Oh, Whiplash. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Dave. Go back. It was excellent. So, was so I, I was in a bit of a, a hot streak, and before watching you got cocky, this again, <clears throat> before yes, exactly, absolutely. Before watching this again, Sam said, "Oh, I'm looking forward to it." And Dave's like, mm, "Not sure." And I was like, I, "I'm confident you guys will like it." Now, the reason I said that is because I watched this in the cinema. We're talking seven year odd years ago, and I remember liking it in the cinema. And because of my hubris, I was like, you guys are going to like it. And I'm going to bathe in the self-adulation once again. <laughs> and then watching it, and I was like, <laughs> like I got about half an hour in. I was like, oh, no. Oh, I've made, oh, no. I've made, I've a, made terrible a terrible mistake. mistake. Yeah. Uh, well, the cinema Honestly. the cinema is fucking tricky. The cinema, like, mm. makes you think. You. Not Sam, because yeah. he's an inhuman monster. But people who enjoy the cinema, like the cinema, you can go and have a really good cinema experience and the film can be average, but yes. you, you build it up in your mind because you had a really good experience at the cinema. Mm. This and, is the thing and, that and happens, it was, Sam, I promise it you. It was a good experience. Against all your own was, personal evidence. I was at the AMC, it was free refills on both drink and oh. you know, and in the comfy seats. Fucking hell. Gorged myself. Fed yeah, for three had, days. You had salt and sugar doing gladiatorial <sighs> combat throughout your bloodstream, Ross. Of course <laughs> you were having a good time. Thank you. But um, yeah, I, I I overshot on this one. Well, <clears throat> well, I I think yeah, I, Sam, I, defend this movie. No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not. Here He's to defending defend me, not the movie. <laughs> the movie. I'm here. What I'm here to do is say that actually, I don't think this was as bad as Ross. You're suggesting, Dave. I think yeah. I, I don't. I think there's a lot of this movie where you're like, all right, okay, uh huh. I have a I have a pre-prepared statement when we're ready, Your Honor. Okay, well go on then. <clears throat> I think be you're good. right. Generally, I think this is a bang average movie in most regards. I don't think it's bad in a lot of it. Mm-hmm. It's not good either, but it's not bad. It's kind of like right on that mm. middle line. 
but this is exactly the sort of movie that is a hard sell for me because but, it's but, it's but like that's... A, it's a masochism movie. It's like hey, it's like watching the Passion of the Christ. Hey, do you want to watch this guy get beaten up and shot at a whip for two hours? I'm like, well, not really, actually. <laughs> like, I would I would like something other than that. And and there isn't there isn't anything other than that in this movie. Hmm. I mean, I, I was going to say when you said Dave, it's not it's not massively fantastic. It's not bad. And I was going to say, but that's that's sort of like the worst crime for for this sort of content that we do, isn't it? Because if it's middle of the road, even if it was bad, we could enjoy talking about it. But because yeah. it's so middle of the road, you're like, do you know what I mean? Where, yeah, where, where do you begin? But, but that's that's where, and we're, we're doing Unbroken, by the way. Um, and in this film, so. um, after a near-fatal plane crash in World War II, Olympian Luis Samperini spends a harrowing 47 days in a raft with two fellow crewmen before, and it gets way worse. He's caught by the <laughs> Japanese Navy and sent to a prison of war camp and is beaten the shit out of by this sadistic so and I, I know I know this is like the common sort of solution I have, but watching this again, like I feel like if not even at least a three part movie, this could easily have been like a short series. Um because like the raft thing, that takes up a good like forty five minutes to fifty of this like just mm-hmm. on a two hour movie, but it's still a good watch. And you could have ended the movie like as they're saved, end on a cliffhanger, for example, if it's a TV series or or something yeah. like there, and then you have the middle bit then where he's a POW, like in that jungle sort of uh, area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you have the final bit of the, uh, the 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 war camp. The other thing as well, like yeah, I'm going on. I've got other fixes as well, but I'm getting ahead of myself. But well, let's 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 go through. That's probably a good way of doing it. And then let's go through those kind of main story beats. Mm. Um, but I do. I again, I think this is a this is a this is a biopic. And Ugh. I know, I know. But the problem is, the problem is, is it doesn't, for me, I didn't, re- I didn't know anything about the movie. Never heard of even um, Zamperini either, which is surprising because we're big kind of like uh, You're nerds. nerds. Yeah. But I, I think it wasn't, it wasn't until like the, the, the very last point of the movie where they were, you know, say, and uh, Zamperini, he he lived and he, he ran in the 1998 Tokyo Olympics, and I was like, oh, oh, it's one of these movies. It's one of these like, what's this? We've got the rights to this guy's life, <laughs> life story, book, yeah. And we're gonna just create this fantastic, <clears throat> glowing tribute to him, and we're we're literally gonna end on a freeze frame of him looking <laughs> smiley because he's and and there's nothing wrong with that, like. Obviously, this guy was very, very uh, courageous and did survive some really, really horrible things. Yeah, yeah. Also, a massive Christian evangelical, but never mind. And like, also, there's lots of there's lots of stuff about this guy's life which is interesting. But I think what you what you uh, what you end up losing, I think, when you go down that route, is you lose any ability to have like doubt or objectivity, objectivity texture that actually tells us who this guy is because that's what i went away from is i went i've just watched two hours of this man go through some (laughs) of the most horrific things i've ever seen in my life and i have no idea who he is i I don't understand what drives him message there's no message to this movie which is a 
we talked about doing like a, a mini series, didn't we, on the podcast of, about war movies, and we ultimately <laughs> didn't do it because we decided it would be too depressing. And also, a lot of these movies, a lot of war movies, aren't good. Like that's the general rule of thumb. Band of Brothers is great. Saving Private Ryan is great. A lot of the rest of them are bad. A lot. And they're also three hours. Most of them are like three hours long as well. Exactly. Got a noble yeah. story to tell. Yeah, they're designed to keep your dad sat on that sofa for at least three hours. Um, <laughs> your dad, the dad, dad. I'm the dad, dad. now. You're, you're a dad now. Watching these movies and talking about how accurate the Norden is, we'll circle back. To oh, go on, yes, um, love that bit. But the the idea, the biopic, I think, basis of this is a flaw in the way that Hollywood makes these movies. Um, do you remember the movie Hacksaw Ridge? No. Yes. Oh, that was the Mel Gibson. Terrible. The Mel Gibson movie, which is kind of exactly like this, except that movie tries to be uplifting and about you know people having, you know, the main guy is uh, doesn't want to. He's um, a pacifist, but he wants to be a medic. Yeah. And that's the whole thing about the movie. <clears throat> this movie doesn't really have that. This guy doesn't... It's, it's actually a really bland character in the movie, uh, I thought. Um, I don't know whether that's intentional or not. But the trouble is you've taken a story that is interesting. And I think I think the book, the, the book that this is based on, is probably fascinating because you're reading like a personal story from history. But when you see yeah. it on the screen... It's like, yes, it's very impressive and visually it's quite good and, and the actors are all fine, but there's not really enough there. Like, you know, the exceptionalism is not there in that you want in what is what the exceptionalism is what you want in a movie like this, isn't it? Mm. You want to watch someone be the hero or you want to watch someone make <clears throat> a personal sacrifice. And that's why I said this movie's a bit masochistic in the way that it's not that actually everything that happens to more or less every character in this movie for the whole movie is things that are forced upon them. Even the flashback to seeing Santorini like join the track team and start running. He's made to do it so that he'll stop being bullied. And yeah, then yeah. he's really good at it and he does all of that. But this character in this movie, I, I really challenge you to, to, to name any decision that he makes that has any real ramification on anything that happens mm, in this movie. That's a very and, good point. Like I, and it robs the movie of any sort of like relatability, and I know that sounds daft. We're obviously the, the not on the Pacific forty-seven days, but yeah, yeah, the only thing that I can think of is maybe his like refusal to uh, to 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 bow to bow down to to the bird, you know, to this um, Japanese prison guard. Like that's maybe the only thing where you think, well, he he is quite stoic, isn't he? He stands up. He mm. he doesn't say good luck. To, 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 the, to the guy's new job there's all these little things but you're right completely right though like there isn't there isn't enough um agency for him and the motivation of that character i think is very strange as well like he's clearly motivated by not wanting to be bullied and he yeah you know we get the stuff at the start where he's drinking and he's he's a bit of a troubled youth but he finds his calling as it were in the olympics and and running and that's so that in itself is like an interesting story but we we, we kind of skirt over a lot of we skip over a lot of it we don't really we're not really interested we're not really interested not relevant again it's the trouble of it being an ad adaptation of a, a book that's based on his real life yeah. mm -hmm. it kind of pens you into the olympian thing is really really interesting and if the end of this movie was him running from one place to another like i don't know that's a really basic way of looking at it if the end of this movie was, um, what's that? A movie came out a couple of years ago where that's, li that's literally the plot is this guy running. Forrest Gump. No, 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 no. Recently. That's it. No, that's um, the movie. That's right. Move, move on. No. And, but even Forrest Gump, like, even that's, you know, his special talent. And it's 
like a sort of good arc you can have in the movie of uh, he's an Olympian, he's in the war, he's lost his purpose, what's my purpose, and then he's, he's saving people. We don't really get any of that. But you're also pending in the characters that you can have where you have Domhnall, Domhnall Gleeson, is it? I can't, it's not Brendan yep. Gleeson, it's the other one. Um, like he's excellent, generally. I really like him in almost everything. But you've, you've penned him in so that you have to write him out of the movie halfway through it because in the story, he goes to a different prison camp. And that's like, mm. not the movie doesn't use it as like, a, oh my God, my friend's gone, really? It's just a thing that's happening. And, and that that is kind of at the core of what's wrong with this movie is they're doing things, things are happening largely because like the script says so, or, you know, real life says so. Yeah. And, you know, you could have made it more engaging by perhaps being a bit looser with the adaptation. For me, I think because everything you guys are saying is absolutely spot on. There's one of the reasons, it's part of the reasons I was like, oh, I've made a grave error here. <laughs> Not in picking the movie, but like me fucking arrogantly saying, you guys are going to love this. Oh, I fucked this one. I, get, but, I do love that when when you when you declare that we're going to love a movie, and then obviously already I'm, I'm like, not wow. I'm not ready to put, I'm not do. ready to to, to, not ready to say the way yet. No, no, but, no. I've, I enjoyed this. But what? But watching this, um, and again, it, I can't help myself because I'm going to say like what what was missing for me. But I just help with 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 the way it was laid out, and with because of like he was so he seemed like a kind of a blank canvas in the way it could be like for the viewer to sort of go, God, imagine going through that. Imagine me going through that. That sort of thing. Mm. But like. What could have done really well because and because it's on this true story, you know what you know what have been really good, a voiceover, just a narrative voiceover, you know. As far as my guys can remember, I always knew I wanted to be in a world war. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I always knew I wanted to be Not tortured that. by just, Japanese. But, but, but what you're saying, Ross, is a bit of characterization would have been nice yeah. on the raft section because then you can still have. I legitimately as, forgot as which one was the main saying. guy. Yeah. Me I too. legitimately did not know who the main character was. The other that, guy with the black in a hair. Movie, he was handsome that as in hell, a movie, yeah. that's a problem. That is a problem mm. in your movie. If I no longer know which character is the character I'm watching. After 45 minutes, at least 45 minutes. After 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. That, I actually had the exact thought. And it wasn't, didn't take, to be honest, like I did after like a minute or so, I, me, I, but... I did remember. But I was like, because <clears throat> there's a guy who's doing all the talking and there's a guy who's silent. You know, he's like yeah. really shell shocked or whatever. The guy who dies towards blonde the end fella. Of it, yeah. No, oh, that the was Gleason. Like yeah. yeah, he he's you know fine because yeah. he's got a different color hair. Because obviously, me and Dave have some weird face blindness. But the other, he looked. They just looked the same. They just looked that kind of black hair in nineteen forties. I think it's know, the makeup. Yeah. It's the sunburn <clears throat> makeup and and the hair and the facial hair. They mm. all look, and that's obviously part of it, but. The characterization yeah, think... is so minimal that literally when they roll that body off the thing, I was like, "Did the main character just die?" Yeah, like genuinely was my thought. Yeah. I think this is a, I think this is a performance problem. I, usually, I'm quite hesitant to blame actors because I think that you, there's so much of responsibility on a director to be able to be able to make sure what they want is is right. <clears throat> we can. This is directed by Angelina Jolie as well. We can talk about that, but. I think this is a performance problem. I think they, the, the 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 guy, whatever his name is, is just not giving. It, 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 he's just gone. He's gone down the wrong route, and I don't know if he'd met um, uh, Zamperini, uh, Jack O'Connell's name, or I don't know if it's just it, maybe it is the direction. But there's just something missing there. There's like a there's like a, a likability or 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 something that you just can't connect. He seems very austere, and I know that's. Because he's, you know, like he's got his the kick, uh, the the shit kicked out of him for all of his life, and then he goes 
and he gets it really kicked out of him when he's in Japan. Mm. But you just think if you if you're going to make a movie, I think some you maybe need to bring someone who's a little bit more either well known or someone who can just elevate a movie. Command the room. There's so much of the screen time is just him or him and the um, the prison guard who I think is a is brilliant performance. He's incredible. Like, really, he isn't he's doing an over the top performance? The same reason that I, I don't I, think it's I over the top. more. No, no, in in a good way. Like he's doing like it's melodramatic. Almost... It's melodramatic yeah. in that like it's over egged, and it's mm. and it's and I think you when you have there's actually a review that which says you know you, your film's great until the last scene where he's lifting the thing up over his yeah. head and um, the 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 prison like, guard don't look is, at me. It, the prison guard is basically having a meltdown and, and because yeah. he's been quote unquote beaten or whatever, but. Like there's a great there's a review that says the movie's great the movie's fine up until that point but then you have you the antagonist steal the thunder basically because of this great performance and you mm. this guy this the, the 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 main guy I just don't think he's bringing enough no, and it's just a weird man. you need a leading man don't you and that is even about that's more about the intangibles of being an actor like I'm sure this guy is a fine actor he's been in stuff I'm sure he's okay but like you kind of need not everyone needs to be Daniel Day Lewis I will stress but like. You need somebody who's going to bring some individuality and some something like a noteworthy. Someone who's got like a personal charisma about them. <clears throat> someone that I won't, for long stretches of this movie, forget which one of them he is. Exactly, like, which is so weird, isn't you know, it? The fact that you did it as well, Sam, I think is really, really telling. Um, because again, you enjoyed this way more than I did. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Sure. Can I? Can I talk? So, can I go into why I enjoyed? Especially the start of this movie. Everyone, oh. tune your radios to Sam's World War II cast. It's w- welcome to <laughs> Aviation <laughs> Hour. It's uh, no, I liked now over there, Captain loose, Sam. Loose, loose lips, sink ship. Take us away, Sam. Sam. Jordan. Brought to you by Simpsons and meat. It's meat in a can. Um, I so I'm I'm a big aviation head, and I think there's there's points in the movie where I was like, ah, well done, movie. When they when they had the, the you see it in the uh, in the, the the first bit when they're going to go bomb you know one of the Pacific Islands whatever it is and they're looking through the site you see that and, and it was straight away I saw it you don't even see it in full frame I was like Norton bomb site that is a Norton bomb site fantastic well done movie you got Such that a right nerd there's a great book there's a great book by Malcolm Gladwell called the Bomber Mafia which basically explains why the Norden bomb site was going to be this amazing revolution that we didn't need to carpet bomb entire countries. We could just bomb the one bridge that goes to the nail factory, which means they can't make nails, which means they can't put nails in boots, which means the soldiers haven't got boots. It's a great book. Look at that. Ross, I can see your face. Look at that. It's good. Anyway. And then the movie. Have a passion, Sam. And then the movie, and then the movie, the movie's a really cool aviation movie. We get some great action in the plane. It really underlines to me how fucking terrifying, terrifying war would be. Like I'm scared of the sea because I think, but even more now, I'm like scared of being in a in a in a bomber in a World War Two bomber. Not that that's a realistic prospect for me, but I'm I'm also terrified of the sea. Yes, Uh, I'm also terrified of the sea. We live on a fucking island. Quite a big island, to be fair, but like we've, it's we've an been island. we've been conditioned to just stay where we are. Just we live in the middle of the island. Uh, like... No, you fucking haven't, Englishman. All right. <laughs> if anything, for some reason, you have this innate fucking belief that you can go wherever the fuck you want. Sorry, <laughs> I certainly don't. That's oh, the oh, oh, oh. 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 That's got a little cat. Hot. Got a little um, hot. 
And then the movie's like, oh, it's a couple of it. Like when they crashed the plane, there was a bit where I'm like, yeah, but okay, your engine's gone, fine. I mean, a plane can go with one engine, no problem. Even an old like, it's it's fine. And then when the the bit when they say we have no flaps, and it's like, I mean, it's not great. But if you if you want, all you have to do is just lean back, just let the plane stall itself. It's so there's a small bits where you just like, oh, come on, come on. But mm. I think it's a great representation of like this is the terrifyingness of being a World War II bomber. And you think some of these bombing units came home like fifty percent attrition rate, you know, like huge, huge losses of life and machinery to do what they were trying to do. Mm. And I think it's a cool representation of that. And then. The movie stops well oh, as well actually, because they... think, even on top of being cool, I think it's the more engaging part of the film where you've got the machinations of how the plane works, yes. and they're all talking to each other. And like, I agree with you, Sam. That's kind of the movie I wanted. I wanted like a, a flying movie, and we're, we're bombing, yeah, yeah. and you can like follow it into bombing random parts of Japan and Pacific Islands. But it's a cool, it's a cool like a uh, visualization of that. I love uh, the crew working. I love like half the crew getting killed and then they're in this jeep and they're like, we got some new guys and we're like, great, fantastic. All of that was like, wow, war is horrible, but okay, let's let's do war. Fantastic. Unfortunately, the movie then decided that we should no longer do war and we move on to the rap. We're stuck in in a camp, yeah. I'm just struggling to get the picture of like Sam, out of my mind, like Sam at a museum and there's people like sort of reading on these things and sort of reflecting on all the death Sam comes in. You know the Norden bomb site. You know this. This is a really cool thing. Let me. Let me. T- no. No. Stay right there. Come back. Come back. Stay with me. Let me. Well, let me tell you about this bomb site. Ross, luckily, I don't have to go to museums to that. I can subject you to you guys. Hey, hey. I'm more than happy. I'm not a luddite like Ross, who is allergic no. right. to learning about. Well, anything. here we go then. Let me I tell you what. I'm excited to learn about the Norden bomb site. Let, let me tell you one. Listen, learn something. One more story, God, Ross. One more story from the Malcolm Gladwell book. It's really funny, actually. So they. They they had the um, Pacific Islands, and I think it's is it. I can't remember the name of it. There's one anyway that they eventually captured just off the the, the uh, south of Japan, and they could the Americans could then fly to Japan. It was exactly the distance they needed for the end for the planes they had to get there and back on a fuel tank, and they could bomb fuel, a little yeah. bit, yeah, and then come back. Before that, <clears throat> they had to they had to fly from India. They had to land in this one little stri- um, strip of, of runway that they had in China. And don't, they just managed, they, they managed to hold it, and then they fly from China to Japan where they had, they had enough to be there for like 15 minutes. It would take hours. They would literally fly over the Himalayas to, to, to get <laughs> to Japan to bomb it for 20 minutes and then fly back. And in this, this place in China didn't have any fuel. So for every 12 gallons of fuel that they took only mm. one gallon ended up taking them to japan oh, like wow. so they basically had to you know they were so, having to fly all of the fuel in it, fly the fuel, fuel in to, fly to a factor in. of 12 to 1 of actual usable like operational fuel <laughs> in the in, over the himalayas like so it's absolutely and then they were trying to bomb specific targets long story short it didn't work and so that's why they carpet bombed <laughs> and and nuked <laughs> all of japan it was quite horrible really long you know like in the long term yes that's what we do now we just blow up bridges rather than you know decimate an entire carpet bomb Cambodia just for shits and gigs yeah so 
I think th this part of the movie, this is where, as you can tell, I'm enthused. I'm like, yes, this is brilliant. This is great. This is really exciting. And then when you see that in the context of some of the flashbacks, I thought worked well, understanding mm. who this guy is. But the problem is, is that once all of that goes away, and once, you know, the the he says, tell us about the Norden bomb site, because they, they want to learn about that. But then yeah, like yeah. the movie's not really interested in even telling that story. If it had told the 12 liters of fuel for every one liter, like at least there'll be an interesting story there. And then it becomes just very, very insular. And this mm. is maybe where you've, your your point, Dave, of like, okay, now we need some standout performance. Let's just whip this guy for another 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> That'll yeah. get us an Oscar, right? And it does feel like that, doesn't it? It does feel like we're going to get... I, I, should, I should be clear. I'm not, trying, I'm not trying to be squeamish at all or anything like that. No, no, sure. Um, like, it's not any... Because I don't even think it's particularly graphic, particularly uh, violent. It needs, it needs I think to be earned, the internment camp. I think the internment camp could be way filthier, like like Japanese internment camps definitely were, and, like, way more, like... Do you know what I mean? Just people, like, martial justice and stuff like that. I actually think it's quite sanitised. But mm. what I mean is that, like, there's no inherent point to this. I know there's the bit where he holds the bit of wood up and the guy's really impressed and sad and everything but like ultimately you're not really telling a story so much as like he moves from place to place he gets bullied a bit but not really like the punching scene was one of the worst choreographed little scenes i've ever seen um yeah. Yeah. when you go up to punch all... someone i've never punched anyone in a japanese internment camp just to be clear um under threat they shut of death, up. But... Sober anyway. they go up they go up this guy's like kneeling down they go up. every every single shot of a soldier doing this they go up he crouches down. He puts his arms up like he's fucking fighting in 1815. Yeah. You know, a gentleman's fight. And he does this and he hits him. And I'm like, how is, how is, you know, who thought that that was how this would happen anyway? Angelina Jolie. Like, That's <laughs> but it all just seems I, I also... to be like so much nothing. Yeah. Like, I, didn't any, that... I liked the up to the raft stuff. I, I, I was kind of interested. I, I liked it. I thought it was telling like a wow, I'm surviving on this raft. This is mm, really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then I and then I paused it, and it was like half past eleven, and it was like an hour left, and I was like an hour, and this is when they're rescued. Because an you think, hour. Because you think that's the mood. You think like not necessarily that you know, like I, I in my head I was thinking right, they're going to get rescued, they're going to get picked up by the Japanese, and it's going to be bad. But you know, like, but it, it just wasn't. I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of this is about setting your expectations as well and that's maybe where a voiceover might have helped it maybe yeah. where you could have because i don't generally think voiceovers are very useful in movies but if you are if you want to meander through a little bit and if you just want a bit of a, sh a show mm. portion of your movie where you just you're setting a scene it's quite it's quite slow sometimes isn't it, this film it's quite kind of like ponderous and i i sometimes really like that but you kind of need something to to give you context. And that's maybe where yeah. a voiceover would help to say, you know, even if he's explaining it to a grand a grandson or something, like just yeah. something because to characterize. And then anyway, that's what I'm saying. So like a voiceover wouldn't spoil it. But but like, like you were saying, Simon, like I said earlier, but it would let you go, okay, this guy is now feeling this because you're not getting that from, I would from, say, 90% of his performance. From the performance, yeah. Um, was what was there a scene that you guys sort of quite liked or sort of stood out to you in a positive way? 
we talked about the the plane scenes at the beginning i liked um i liked a lot of the raft stuff um i did yeah. I, you know the killing the shark and eating it and then you know the joking around and i liked a lot of that um i thought the strafing run by the japanese plane was perhaps overdone slightly like one run and they jump off and the things for the holes and like wow that was really horrible I was close around yeah. again and i'm like Right, we're having our cake and fucking it too now. Please, like, I can I can get by that, but not one of these guys got hit by a bullet on either of these runs, except, yeah. despite the fact the raft got fucking shot to shit, riddled with holes. But, yeah, but maybe that maybe that really happened. Like, I haven't read the book. I'd be interested actually, though, to read the book about this. Mm. Um, but what we we did a film recently where it was based on a book, didn't we? And I can't remember what it is, but yeah, I, <laughs> it, it, was it BFG? I think it was BFG. But what did we say? We, did, we, we said did, about... no, we did BFG and we did John Carter. Were both adaptations from a book. Yeah, yeah. Well, but what what was what was the critic the criticism though of? And I think we've had this before. I'm trying to find what episode it was. Is that you? If you stick too closely to a yeah. subject matter, you end up, I think, really damaging the movie and i think this is maybe one where that because they've got this structure that's in the book and they've got tales where um this they, they strafed us twice and we didn't no one got hit which is which is fine it's fine Possibly. obviously if that they happened, that happened. By a shark. they really fucking cock teases with that yeah <clears throat> like swimming around i was like and no one even got their leg bitten off by a shark but you can imagine that being a line in the book, can't you? That you know we have swarmed with sharks, yeah. and so they are like brilliant sharks. We're going to put that into the into punch the, them. Not the, the, the worst shark. example of this. So the worst example of this is the fact that we don't see Gleason's character again. Now, clearly, they were in different camps. Clearly, they didn't yeah. meet until they came back to America or whatever. Else. But I just think if you think about it, just from a structural storytelling point of view, about like where what you you know, um, what's that great? Uh, Perfect movie um, thing, Dave. You set up, uh, you pay off Every everything. Perfect movie pays off everything that it sets up. Yeah, so that's that's a great thing from a. So Gleason's character would be something that this movie sets up as a character. We like him. We're interested in him. I am. Like he's good. got pathos. Like yep. great performance, and then he's just out of the movie, and that's like a real movie. like. Um, <laughs> we need some sort of closure there. And even the closure, if it's like even even if it could be like they get home and they see each other and they. Embrace, embrace or they yeah. start crying which didn't or happen, whatever. Which like, clearly didn't that would happen. be something, wouldn't it? Otherwise, they yeah. would show it. But they, but they, they were they were sticking too closely to the source material, presumably. And if they did meet and they didn't show it, then Christ Almighty, what are you doing, movie? But I, I just think like there's um, there's just too much. There's too much of that where I think, God damn it, just tell a story. Just tell you know, okay. it's okay. Just Part tell a story. Part of that as well, and part of the issues by Epics generally too, is this fucking guy didn't die until like two months before this movie came out. Yeah, <laughs> World War Two. That's a bit of a harsh Dave. <laughs> no, no. Hear me out here. Hear me out. Here. How dare he not so, die a noble death? If you read a bit about this guy's life, it is really interesting because obviously, like the war ended in 1945, and you know, it's been. He had 70 years or whatever after the war ended. He had a really interesting life. Um, and we get the footage at the end of him running in the, the Tokyo Olympics in 2003, I think. 1998. Like 1998. 1998. So not, not at all what I said. Um, but you have that the footage there. But like you read a bit about his life and he, he came home and he had PTSD from the camps and from the rest. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, he got divorced after he had he started having night terrors and he tried to strangle his wife in his sleep. Uh, like because yeah. he was suffering so badly, Alcoholism. he became an alcoholic. Yeah. Like, and then you know he found God and he became an evangelical, which you know I'm less interested in. But still, there is a real like journey for this guy when you take it as a whole. When you take it as just the story of his his war experience, mm. um, kind of with some of the running backstory, just the running backstory folded in, it's not a satisfying like story about this guy you know conquering anything it's kind of the story of this guy having a pretty shitty time of it during the war and then not dying at the end and that's kind of like the only story that and i mean that in the best way possible and part of that and we have a line on the um raft where he says to god i promise god i'll i'll dedicate my whole life my life if you save me i felt like Um, such a throwaway line as well yeah it didn't it didn't um apparently the guy whose name i'll look up in a minute um whatever it's this guy, um, he, they the did actor or the, or the this person, movie. The, the person, the actual right. guy. So because he was still alive when they were making this, like they consulted him a little bit. I don't think massively, but he, I think he was very clear that he didn't want this movie to be about his religion, um, right? Presumably because he's one of these rare Christians who doesn't feel that it's his job to enforce Christianity on other people. But so that's kind of why the movie doesn't have any of that. And I'm really trying to walk around this but i don't think i'd have liked this movie more if there was a religious aspect to him finding god at the end yeah, that's fair. i do think it would have been a better movie if that had been the case does that make sense well if you're taking out a massive element of what seemingly is his personality then maybe that explains why the, the lack of personality yeah maybe it, it's just the capstone of his story is and then he found god and he did all of this, this philanthropic mm. philanthropic stuff and helped a lot of people um, and he turned, you know, what could have been the great tragedy of his life and it could have ruined his life and he could have died an alcoholic and all this and like turned that into positive and went out and helped people and preached and all of that, which like there really is some basis to that being a good thing and a decent like end to his story. But because the movie doesn't obviously get there and because I think he'd said, I don't really want any of that in the movie yeah. and because he was alive, they had to respect that. It kind of just, you need something, you need a cherry at the end of this movie to be like, we did it because it's not even. Mm. We beat the Japanese. Like that isn't I mean, even the story at the end of this movie. Yes, from, 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 from this, from <clears> listening <throat> to you talk, Dave, about you know how he, you know how he came back, struggled with, you know, got married, struggled with alcoholism, you know, became born again Christian, etc. And like I said at the start, like this could have been good as a short series, you know, six episodes, and then done like Band of Brothers, and like just listen to you the way the things you described, Dave. You, like it suits itself more to that format. Episode about the flying, episode about the raft, episode about the jungle camp, episode about you know the the the, the POW camp, and then episode then about like sort of you know the uh, sort of epilogue style, you know what comes after the war, you know yeah yeah the, the, his his marriage, you know what I mean, the the collapse, you know the PTSD, you know alcoholism, like that's that stuff that would that would like sort of engage people. Of course, you know you need the personality as well, but you know one one problem at a time. But just that's the sort of thing there. You've got you've easily got five six episodes that you could make like a whole complete story from that, and and I suppose give each segment the, t- the time it's due. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Um, and yeah, it just all feels quite hollow. Um, yeah, and, and that's and I didn't that's... hate this like I'm making out. I hated it. Hated no, no, it. but like, we've done worse no, movies, I, and we've done no, worse fair. movies. It's fair. Recently, it was just bang average, and but, 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 but look worse. at. But look at um, 
Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-two percent Rotten Tomatoes score. So I think oh, it wow. really, it 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 really does demonstrate exactly what we're saying, which is this is an average movie, and it as you as you say, Ross, it makes it quite difficult to talk about. It, it makes it mm. quite difficult to get animated and say, God, this is absolutely outrageous, or oh, I love this. Like we, there's no, there's no, there's there's no, um, there's no extremes, <laughs> and I think that reflects some of the that that reflects the choices. It reflects the choices to not be as bold, because either you're sticking to the source material or you're being respectful of this guy's life, which of course is right. But at the same time. You know, number one, you tell a story. You tell a story. You don't be boring. You tell a story. And I think this film isn't boring necessarily, but I think what what for me the problem for me is it leaves a heck of a lot on the table for you to have to figure out. Like um, we've already mentioned Gleason's character. We've already mentioned the fact that the main character doesn't re- isn't really the act performance isn't there for us to really be able to understand them. I mean, he doesn't break down at any point. Like yeah. he doesn't break down in tears and scream and shout for well, his mom. You know, he doesn't do any of the things. Uh, well, that... well, I mean, to be fair now, so I know you're on a roll here, Sam, but just to interrupt you on this point, this is what I was getting at when I asked, like, was there any scene this story? Because for me, there was a point and it's, it's something you were getting something. And it was when um near the end of the Jap- of the sort of the jungle POW scene when they've been asked to kneel and basically and you can you can tell this way you're getting something from him and both of them think this is it now because he'd been told like five minutes earlier that the marines zampredi was asking about he just the guard just basically coldly said they were beheaded and then five minutes later they're asked to kneel strip kneel down and you see him then just begin to weep and because and like and that's for me, I felt like okay, this is the toll it's taken on this guy now. Mm. He, you know, he's been in war, he's been stranded for God nearly two months at sea. You know, they've been pulled ashore only to be beheaded, and and this is it now. It's coming to a close. And for so, the, and and the the, the weeping, you got something there of uh, you know something human. It's a very good point. It's a very good point. I've th- forgotten about that. And actually, that scene is, I think, probably the most my favorite scene of the movie. Mm. I think it's really well directed. There's a point where they show the um, the, katana. the guard with with this sword, just his you know his samurai sword, just pulled out yeah. of of the scabbard. Just the and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you think, oh, okay, so this is it. And it's a great. Yeah. And then when they wash him, you, and 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 they also yeah. cut that scene really quick. I, I love. They just they mm. wash him. You see the relief, and that's it. It's done. I thought that's that's really nice. Like, but it's that's a pretty good scene. That's uh, the but first not followed time, up well. But it's the first time. You can almost imagine. You can almost imagine like yeah. yes, that so, scene would yeah. be followed by him being, you know, broken by these Japanese people, and so that he sees a guard and he cringes, and maybe that could be a story about him holding this bit of wood up at the end as like a yeah. no fuck you. I'm still a human person. But you kind of need to have the low point there. Um, I did want to talk about, um, unless you guys have more on this, like uh, the visuals just for a minute, Um, like the actual filmmaking for a second, stays filmmaking corner. Um, (laughs) Because you reminded me of of it when we were talking about this scene, which obviously has uh, the effects shot. Uh, because obviously they didn't make Gleason and, and this guy lose like you know forty five pounds each. Um, incredible. Well, I mean, didn't. Christian Bale could have done it in a weekend, but still, it's incredible. <laughs> I know it's Christian Bale just eats one less cheeseburger, and that's you know <laughs> that's it, job done. 
Um, but it's like a body replacement shot, and I don't think they nail it. Like, I think it's okay, and obviously it's effective. I just don't think they quite nail that that sort of like that neck down shot. It's a bit like, do you remember that Captain America film where um, Chris Evans is really skinny, and it's like a, it's his face on, you know, someone who's five foot two's body, and it doesn't quite like. Mm-hmm. Quite Are we sure it. that he didn't that lose weight? Are we sure that we didn't lose weight? Um, I'm not certain, there, but I think there like, is some there is some stuff online saying that he lost twenty. That's a lot of weight to have lost. Twenty two pounds. I don't know much that is. Wow. I think they probably they definitely would have added to it, wouldn't they? Digitally, you would have thought. But it's still in the half. Yeah, it's enhanced digitally. Um, but yeah. like I, I think yeah, I think yeah, it just I think looks there's a bit funky. Uh-huh. And I think there's quite a look. There's quite a. I think it goes to the point of this movie of being like, there's not really that great. There, there isn't really a lot to look at, is there? For, which is odd for a film that is like visually, you think it would be quite um, interesting. Again, the first half of the movie, brilliant. We've got the plane, we've got all this. It's, and then we, even when we're at the POW camp, it's all a bit like static and stale. Sanitized. It's sanitized. It, it, it doesn't Everything's really... very clean. Everything's very clean. Everything's very orderly. Everything looks like a set, to be honest. Mm-hmm. After we leave the jungle, mm-hmm. especially, um, everything kind of looks like we ran out of money, and especially <laughs> the, PO- the first POW camp. Um, it, there's not anything to look at at all in any of these scenes. Uh, we have that second soldier coming, actually, um, <clears throat> who um, is an actor I recognise the voice of when they're in the back of the truck. Uh and I was like, oh, cool, we're going to get like oh, another buddy. Him. Yes, I know who you're um, It's not important. John, John Magaro. John Magaro, um, yeah. <clears throat> who's been in other stuff. And I thought, he's a good character actor. I like seeing him <clears throat> in stuff. Like, are we going to get like another buddy? He's a bit of a wisecracker. And he just isn't really in the movie. And it's like, he, he's what a narrator, are you doing? isn't he? He's a narrator. He's 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 an exposition bot, is what he is. You would, know, like I, I would I would fucking love some exposition in this movie. Have some at the beginning about how many of these planes go down. Like just have us, you know, one of the characters go, you, you know, oh, there's only a forty percent chance of us returning from any given mission, or like some, yeah. you know, a bit of like fucking world stuff, or oh, you know, only fucking one in fifteen um, people who are down at sea are ever rescued, or do you know what I mean? Give me some statistics. Make it feel really horrible. Or at the end, be like, you know, oh, this is a fucking this such and such camp, you know, the highest mortality rate in the whole of the country, and you're like, we get nothing, nothing. We do. There, there was some criticism of this movie from, um, it says on Wikipedia from like conservative uh, um, Japanese folks, and 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 I think watching through this, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, because obviously the Japanese, just like all. Uh, you know, countries um, in, in did not treat their prisoners of war's uh, prisoners of war well, and mm. Japanese did some pretty horrible shit. Like, there's lots of like testing and like, you know lots of horrible, horrible stuff. But again, so did lots of other countries, and the Americans interned loads of innocent Japanese people who just happened yeah. to be in Japan, like you know, in, in America. So Japanese. I don't. I'm not. You're guilty of being Japanese. Yeah, exactly. These guys were soldiers. Uh, I I do think there is something to this, though. I don't know if it's necessarily like overtly racist, but I think there is something to like how maniacal they make 
some of the portrayal and i think it it, it feels very if i think maybe xenophobic maybe and not necessarily like i don't think it's about the i think it's more about i think it's more about american exceptionalism hold on two seconds let me just let me just finish doing we just finish i think i think it's about american exceptionalism that's more the criticisms for me. It's about how great and stoic the Americans are, and they yeah. stood up against the the tyranny. The, the tyranny and the brutality of the Japanese. And I think I'm not sure either way, but I think it's definitely there's something off though uh, about that. I mean, what Watanabe's character certainly tips the skills in that. Uh, I mean, you know, as as a white guy, I probably don't have uh, <laughs> much say in it. Yeah, welcome like, to all, three white guys. Yeah, yeah. Again, uh, but other than Wantanabe, the bird, I, I wasn't getting that that it was there was that that much overt racism. I was thinking like, oh, prison guards are going to prison guard. You know, you're going to get the shit knocked out yeah, of you. You're a prisoner of war, baby. But there was one that stood out other than the bird, and that was the general. And this was in the ju- the jungle POW scene where basically he didn't even deign to look at him. Now, and again, but I don't know if that's like a Japanese culture thing where he's viewed as lower. Um, but again, I'm not exposed mm. to this culture enough to know if that's accurate or if it is, like you say, Sam, a little bit xenophobic. Yeah, not it sure. Feels It feels to me more like uh, what it is, which is that this guy had these experiences during the war that yeah. are tainted by the fact that this was the enemy. Like, when it comes down to it, like... You were fighting a war, and it, this was, you know, this was these were the people that were killing your buddies. And I think that like I agree with Sam. I think you had a narrator. American exceptionalism, because that's what you're fucking told as a soldier. So you get back home and you talk about it, and eventually this book gets written about it, and it's yeah. all tinged by this. You know, they aren't people; they're the enemy. They're the, you know, the invader, you know, whatever. Um, and I think that. I don't think the movie's that bad. I, I certainly didn't feel uncomfortable watching it at all. No. Um, if every guard had been like the bird, maybe it would have been a bit like, well, what are we trying to say here, movie? Um, but that one character being maniacal was not enough for me to sort of take it as, do you know what I mean? As, as, as overt as that. I think I it's think... all just tinged by this propaganda machine and the, obviously the way this guy feels. And again, the way they felt obviously felt that they couldn't deviate too much from the actual yeah, source material. Totally. So that's I think that um, and also was... was this is this the director is this a, like an early I don't is Angelina Jolie directed a lot of stuff? Not sure. I think it's Not her sure. first movie, isn't it? And maybe part of it is that as well. Like you don't have the confidence as a director to sort of say, right, well let's shit on this guy's legacy or what not that, but do you know what I mean? Mm. Like to be perceived to be doing so. So you kind of have to maybe Take to be a bit more daring. Have a lot more control yeah. because also, like, you're a first time director and you're a woman in Hollywood. So maybe, like, you don't have the same level of control or experience or confidence that maybe a different director would have had to I go mean, out and say, I, let's do X, Y, and Z to make this movie was, better. This I don't think not... it's confidence. If you, if you then go on to be like a UN fucking ambassador from being an actor, I don't think confidence is your issue. Yeah. She, this confidence is a third, or confidence, you know what I mean? This is a third film that she directed, and, and ah. you know, obviously she's experienced... Uh, what were the other two? It was, the first one was a documentary called Place in Time, um, and the next one was In the Land of Blood and Honey, a drama war film 
<laughs> um, background of the Bosnian War. So that'll be cheery. Fucking hell, Angelina Jolie. He's never fuck. appeared in a war movie, but since somehow he's like, yeah, I'll direct a war movie. It's fantastic. So, so I think, yeah, I think there's, I think that point about the um, sticking to the source material. I do think, I do think though, just just to finish on the point of the portrayal, I think it's it's a little bit too cartoonish for me. Um, Watanabe is a little bit too like he's I a bit enjoyable. I did enjoy it. I, I, totally. I think performance is great. I like the I performance. Think, I think yeah. in the context of the movie, though, he is up here. He is, at, he is broad. <laughs> he he arrived. Act. He fucking arrived. And everyone else, and I know they're sullen because they're like getting the kick. The, the, I keep saying that, getting the kick shit out of them, getting the shit kicked out of them. But I think you maybe just that, that, that over portrayal from what an Abbey, I just think it's a little bit like, oh, could we not just try again? Contextualize this now. This goes to my go on, Dave. It would have been nice to have other guards as characters, like humanized, honestly, a little because bit. yeah, like yeah. the last portion of this movie. Once, once Gleason's out of it, you only really have two actors in the movie. Everyone else may as well be a background extra mm. because nobody has to do anything. We don't really get any names. No one's been characterized. Well, it would have been nice to have like. We get some Ross, like we do get some. I like coming in. You a second, do, yes, like, yes. It would have been nice to have maybe like just some other guards, and like even if they're subtitled, even if they're not speaking English, like you can act without like you know twirling your mustache and beating the shit out of this guy. Like maybe being like before he's the commandant, like hey guy, let's you know let's not just like, focus on this one guy and beat the living shit out of him. Maybe let's you know orders are orders yeah. or whatever. You can express that in body language and be like hey. Enough is enough. It, Let's not kill this guy. And we did not really get any of that. It did make me laugh when he turned up again at the, at the next camp. Like I don't. Oh. It, I was like, "What? <laughs> like <laughs> fucking? Where's the fucking chances of that? Like that was. I thought. Oh, did he plan that? Did he know that the entire time? Yeah. I think that's the implication, yeah. isn't it? Except that our main character is not emoting enough for us to really understand that he just because he should be elated. He should be happy that this guy's fucking off. And then he turns it up, and this guy's like, "Hey, buddy," um, you know, and that <laughs> that would have been again hey, a really funny but like upsetting scene for this character. But I don't think the actor is doing enough to no. sell any of that. Which is a rare, it's a rare criticism for us, I think, to really pin pinpoint one actor and say you're not good enough in this movie. <laughs> I feel like I do all the time. <laughs> Ross, you had a point. You had a point. Uh, no, no, it, it, Dave sort of conceded that you do get a little humanization from the guards. It, it, it's shown that like when what the bird is absolutely knocking shit out of Zamperini, you do see the guards sort of like show a little bit of uh, restraint or reserve like at the sheer beating he is getting. So you do get a little humanization there, but Dave is absolutely spot on. Like It's nowhere near enough, yeah. you know. And I'm not saying you need like three other named Japanese prison guards, but like maybe even just a couple of guys who we see in... Yeah. A few shots. Maybe just the bird Maybe sort of chastising him for being too lenient, you know, something like that. Well, the the the, the lieutenant is a is you know you, that's a pretty well worn character role, isn't it? Of like someone who maybe is a little he's a bit he's a bit disgusted by what an Abby's tactics, but mm. he follows the rules because yeah, you've got and then, you've got and too the much end, zeal. Like we can't he, be killing these guys. He, there are rules of war. Yeah, he does something to to show that he's. You know, he, he he tries to atone slightly by giving someone a drink or like, you know whatever else. Yeah. The, 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 so in my 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 conclusive thoughts, right on this movie is that 
I love the idea of it. I love the idea of it because it's right mm. up my alley and it's, you know, it's perfectly pitched. War movie and planes and like all the, the history. I'm like, do you want another story from the about the bomber mafia, Ross? I've got loads of got. Let's have it. Let's have a go for no, it. No, it's fine. But what I what I wanted, I I basically just wanted a documentary about mm. this guy's life, and I think a documentary about this guy's life and the context surrounding it would have been fascinating and would have been great, and we would have actually got to not through like these staged scenes that we see in this movie we would actually got to explore what's happened to him and the and it would have been contextualized properly for us because you would have you would have had a narrator who says and in 1944 you know like towards the end of the war japan was really going for it and so here's what the americans did they bombed the shit out one such bomber was louis zamperini and like you would have got the context i think this movie is sorely lacking because of a lack of characterization and a lack of ability to really understand what's going on. I think it's a shame, really, that this film isn't as interesting as it should be because it's a fascinating story, clearly. That's like that's mired the line, by poor filmmaking. Not as interesting as it should have been. Mm. <laughs> that's that that's that's it. In one, this is weird. It's a weird one. It's a weird mm. one for us. I think it's a weird. It's hard movie. to pull off. I would. I would be really impressed if in three weeks I remember the name of this movie or anything about it. And I don't mean that as like a massive put down. I just, of all the movies we've done, this has made very little impression on me. Um, you know, and also out the window is our gone in 90 minutes and yeah. like people throwing pies. This could not be any, any further from being 90 I mean, minutes long or again, funny. Again, it goes to show like the effect of watching uh, like a movie in a cinema. Like, how, how many movies out there like do we think are good, but are only good because we watched it in the cinema in a position where your attention is locked in? You can't take out your phone when you're bored. You have to pay attention. You don't have endless yeah. popcorn and sugary drinks. You, yeah, it's tough, isn't it? Like I saw, um, I didn't see this in the cinema. Uh, I did see Hacksaw Ridge, which I mentioned earlier, um, which cinema? I knew wasn't good when I saw it, but it's, I, it's not like I didn't enjoy the act of watching it because it's a big war movie and I watched it in the cinema. Like, it's great, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Good, fun, exciting time for me. Um, but, you know, is it a good movie? Probably not. Probably not. Um, those Hobbit movies as well, I saw two of those in the cinema. And while, again, I knew they weren't good, I did not enjoy watching them. Like you said, Ross, it's, uh, it's the magic of the <laughs> cinema. That's a problem. That's a problem. You should get yourself... Sort it out. That's just not. I I don't need to be in a different building to think a movie shit. Okay, I don't I don't understand what oh, some magical miserable. zeal. Maybe you do, Sam. You know, maybe you need to go outside for a bit. You know, no, what I mean? I think Sam, you are absolutely wrong. There is something magical about the cinema, it's not. and I do mean that. It's like the big screen, the music. Shut your fucking face, Sam. Because guess what? Most of the world disagrees with you, you miserable, I'll t- miserable I'll tell you, shit. I'll tell you what the yeah, other movie was. I'll t- shut up, Sam. I'll tell you what the other movie was, Dave. The- <laughs> brilliant. The Batman. Because I watched that in the cinema. And I was like, oh, brilliant. And then you, we watched it for the episode you and I did that Sam fucking you know, ditched us for. And I was like, yeah. I remember liking guys, this guys, a lot do, more. Do, 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 you un- do you understand? Do you understand the point that you're making? You're telling me, right? You're telling me that... That the cinema is so is such a poor experience that you don't actually you don't actually have a proper grasp of the movies that you're watching because when you do get no. to watch them again no hold it shut up when you do get to watch them again you're like actually that was shit 
But just being in the magical world of the cinema has tricked you into thinking that's not a good world. argument. There is a no, thing. I'm not you trying to make hang, it. Hang on, Dave. Hang on. Son, see, see, this is what you're actually proving a point for us because you make it sound like it's an actual ridiculous thing and it doesn't sound ridiculous. You go to the cinema, you go to a nice cinema as well, you go there, big comfy chairs that recline, you've got lovely, delicious, buttery, warm, sugary, salty popcorn. Oh yeah, you've, you've got... got... <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's you, it's, it's you doing that. It's not me. It's not me. You're being obnoxious. Sam, 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 I've been on enough fucking chats, like playing video games with you, to hear. <laughs> Sam, what are you eating? Fucking gravel? No, oh, yeah, I'm just not in the cinema. Fucking granola. Cinema, and this is a problem. Well, doesn't, doesn't the cinema is anyway, for people. Anyway, anyway, I go back to my point. You're in those lovely, comfy ch- chairs. It's dark. The cinema comes up. <laughs> Do you, do you want any more sound effects? I've got loads of them. <laughs> Listen, I think you do. I think it's just those two. It's great. It's great. Obviously, really important. Like very good arguments that you're making, Sam, by just <laughs> clouding the microphone with noise. Honestly, really, really clever. Um, you obviously went to the fucking Donald nice Trump day. school of debating. Hey, that's um, that's called phony. But that the good. cinema does elevate. Obviously, not for you because you fucking hate the cinema, and I accept that. I really do. I'm not trying to convince you to go to the cinema. I'm making a point that. A good cinema experience elevates the movie. I'm not saying it's going to make a shit movie great, but it makes a good movie seem better than it is. Or a movie like this, which is fairly average, probably seem pretty good if you saw it at the cinema. It elevates it. I think that's a valid point other than you saying, no, it's full of fucking people. No one likes the cinema. And yes, statistically, economically, you're right. Very few people like the cinema, but that's why they die. But they still exist. And there's a reason for that. Coming for your cinema. You're next. <laughs> I guess, uh, so there's something about there's something about the bombastic nature. Okay. Oh. I don't have like a fucking home cinema setup. I don't have speakers lined around the walls or you know, so a fifteen million inch TV, right? So going to the cinema, I can go and enjoy a movie with like an absolutely mm. fan you know, like a loud, bombastic movie like this, like the sounds where I can't do that at eleven o'clock at night in my house. You know, it's like we we we, we saw the other cinema day if, if you remember, and like we didn't yeah, have on that movie. It was great, wasn't it? It was great, and it was a great and because, it's, like you said, it's a bombastic sort of thing, something you can enjoy with your friends, you know, in your comfy chairs and your sugary drinks. Sam missed the opportunity for the sound effects, and you're just enjoying yourself. <laughs> other people, you know, you're, you're laughing, they're laughing. There is like a communal air to that. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's perfect. I'm not saying I want to go out and do it every fucking day of my life, but it is fun, you know. All right. It well, go and go and go buy uh, chairs in the cinema, and then you can. You I can don't have shares, it. money, Sam. I'm the poorest <laughs> person you know. Listen to like Sam talks as if he's scoring massive points. <laughs> yeah, well, you go and enjoy yourself like a dweeb. No, <laughs> well, it's his typical thing, Ross, where he's like, it's. It's not even okay for Sam to like Triggered. make his point. He has to be right. He has to win. He has to I'm prove just... us wrong. Even though, Absolutely. even though I'm saying it's fine for you to feel differently, Sam. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay, Sam. It's all right. No, no. Stop. <laughs> Got myself a Dave. Look at the size of this one, boy. <laughs> You fucking freak, Sam. 
just like, can't we have a conversation without Sam being the biggest prick in the room and the world? Come on, Dave. No, I mean, no who's not. foolish? <laughs> right, I apologise. Oh. You are perfectly right about everything. Your opinions on the cinema are valid, take it, important. Take it, take it and run. And uh, noble, in fact. Yeah, noble. and where's my apology? <laughs> uh, Ross, I'm also sorry. That's it. That's wonderful. That's all I needed. Thank you. <laughs> Ross plays the game. He knows. He doesn't take it so personally. <laughs> Sam knows if he'd have went oh, off to go, I'm sorry for... Blah, blah, blah. No, no, Sam, just the apology. I don't need anything else. Thank you. That's it. Thanks. And you know I'm not sorry. Yeah. I'm just saying it because... doesn't matter. You said the words. I just hey, want guys. to have an argumentative, hey. real conversation every time we discuss anything. I want, I want issues to be resolved, you know? Well, let's let's talk about discussion because I think we are entertaining funny guys, and I think, listener, that you agree as well. <laughs> Do you? Please, 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 please tell him he's wrong. Well, imagine that you could talk to us and share your views with us uh, on our brand new and please, well, not in a public forum. Not a public forum where a movie's playing because Sam will not be attending. No, no, but the nearest the digital thing, the bit. Come on. which is which, and thanks, Dave, just derailing the entire. We... <laughs> How dare he talk when I'm talking? Oh, Join our Discord, all right? There we go. That's a bit. <laughs> wow, wow. But you can, like Sam says, you can share your views and suggest movies to us and talk to us, the stars of the show. Right, I mean, what, we're, we're too big a movie star to actually like respond to you or acknowledge you, but <laughs> you can be in the same space. Emoji. Thumbs up emoji. That's what you're going <laughs> to Yeah, get you might get uh, an emoticon. What I'm suggesting, guys, is that we have a WhatsApp channel, don't we? We have a WhatsApp channel where we talk about movies. <laughs> don't invite we... them to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair no. for public consumption. <clears throat> what I'm saying is, is that let's ma- let's maybe move some of the migrate some of those guys migrate some yeah some of it over to discord where we can basically give the 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 our fantastic views now did you know guys did you know that we have 80 people who follow this podcast on spotify and we get a huge amount of downloads from spotify That's which is incredible slightly amazing so how what many I'm, of those are bots probably all of them but zero bots, if you're listening zero. That's how many zero join the discord now i don't know how the Discord fucking URL is ridiculous. So what I'm going to do is going to put it into the show notes of the episode going forward. I'll I'll get you a link, Sam. That'll, right, that'll work. good man, good man. Because we basically want to create. There is a there is there is people listening to this. It's not just us talking into the void. As much as that may nah, be what like it seems. I kind of like the idea that no one's listening to me. A tree well, falls but... in the forest. Is anyone there to hear David talk about Ocean's Eleven for the forty thousandth time? Ocean's <laughs> Eleven. Well, mate, I, I, I think that's a good point, but unfortunately, there are people listening, so I think we have to. That link will not expire unless we change it. Okay, right. So Boom. we have a link. I will put it in the show notes, and you'll be able to join us at any point to talk about whatever movie that we're talking about. So there we go. That's oh, the man, end I'm of actually, the episode. I'm actually excited to see now if people are going to join. I mean, I'll be heartbroken if no one joins. Please don't make But then we really will. We really will know how many bots. Please are don't. <laughs> Please, just one person, and not someone we know. If you know us yeah. in real yeah. life, yeah. mom, but mom, put down the laptop. You don't know how to use Discord. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of your mother listening to this podcast. And then I'm not sure you're going she wouldn't be able to understand that. what you two are saying. That's the problem. I know, but she'd understand every word you were saying, Ross, and you're not getting <laughs> invited for Christmas after that foul language. 
Oh, well, to be fair, I did like give out about English people, so yeah, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> right, we'll be back next week, and you'll know what movie we're watching because you're in the Discord. Listen, in the Discord. Do it now. That's, that's how we hold you hostage. Do it now. Like, comment, subscribe in the Discord. In the Discord. What's up, guys? 